the Million Dollar Mortgage Experience Podcast. All right, welcome to the podcast. We are here today with Clint Worland. He is broker owner of the Worland Group. He's been in the business over 20 years, real estate mortgage, run broker shops with over 40 loan officers, seen a thing or two as far mm-hmm. as the cycles, the foreclosure mm-hmm. business. We're going to have fun uh, jumping in here. So welcome to the show. Sure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. So what got you in this crazy business? Oh, man. Um, you see, I got invited to check out a company that had just started back in 2001, just okay. to kind of go see how it was. Kind of started drinking the Kool-Aid, be kind of like a really low end, kind of not even a loan officer because I wasn't licensed. I mm-hmm. think I was a telemarketer, you like know, get appointments. Totally. For, yeah. yeah. Cold calling and trying to set appointments. Back then, we wouldn't talk to anybody with less like an interest rate less than, I think, 7 percent mm-hmm. or higher than 7 percent. Gotcha. Yeah. Because you're doing I mean, refis, streamlines. Refis. Yep. Back at two year, two year fixed, three year prepay type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that, that sh- company wasn't really my style. So then, sure. um, it was like a learned, chop shop exactly something. boiler room type I of thing. I think one of the guys had a license plate that said like four points on the back. Probably. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. For yeah. sure. Um, and that was, you know, it was, uh, fun, uh, but, uh, learned a lot and then kind of branched out, started my own company. Uh, since then I've expanded and contracted several times, right? Um, the market. Yeah. With the market and, um, you know, figured out, a, you know, what works for me and my style. And, uh, now I own the Worland group. Mm-hmm. We're a boutique. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have, I think two agents right now and an assistant and it's just, I wouldn't say easy, but it, it's flow, right? Yeah. It's all about, um, you know, making a good living, but also at the same time, have a balance and be able to spend time with family and friends right. and stuff like that. So, yeah. so do you, have you seen a, a shift in like, kind of like last year you had a lot more business and then, Oh, for sure. It's kind of contracted a little bit right now. Yeah, absolutely. I've with, with rates, I mean, almost tripling, I think in the last five months yeah. it's been, um, I've seen it before, though, right? right? It happened in 2006, 7, 8, 9. That's kind of when you and I met. And you said met. when you started the business in 01, the right. rates were over exactly. 7, right? Exactly. So, and those were yeah. like fanny rates, too. Exactly. And Govy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, believe it or not, I'm actually excited, um, kind of giddy. for. <laughs> there's a lot of people who have been introduced to the industry while the yep. – the interest rates were low, super easy, low hanging fruit. Very stuff, easy. Yeah. All you sold was rate, not service. And so mm-hmm. I'm kind of excited for <clears throat> no offense, but for those people that go back to doing kind of what they were doing before. Sure. You know, I, it's thin just out the market, thin out the market as, yeah. get the competition out a little bit and kind of let the, uh, you know, the quality rather than quantity. Um, yeah. Anybody can sell a, you know, 2.7530 or fix. Anybody can. You know? yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know how you and I met, I yeah. mean, back when, uh, I think, uh, you had, you had, you walk away uh-huh. and I still had Suncrest Capital. Yep. Uh, you were pivoting going, you walk away. Mm-hmm. I was just starting in my loss mitigation journey at yep. that point. And, um, I think we had a couple of your guys came over to work with me. Yeah. From the loan company. Yeah. yeah. My mortgage company. Yeah. yeah. I and, was like. Yeah. We're not going to do loans anymore, guys. <laughs> right. This I sucks. Know. <laughs> I know. And so um, so I think we're both accustomed to it. Yeah. You know? And um, you know, I love non-QM. I've been doing non-QM forever. Right? Yeah. And I mean, so, it's, it's always kind of like out of the box kind of thinking. Right. And 
alternate products. I used to call yep. it Alt A, right? Yep. Yeah. Subprime is, you know, not really what non-QM is. But right. Yeah. I haven't seen any. Do you do any low, real low FICO score stuff, or is it pretty much all? No, there are some kind of uh, like no income, like no ratio type of, you know, like glimpses of subprime type of stuff that yeah. you know they'll do a little lower in. But I haven't but seen. Have you been seeing any like five fifty FICOs? No, like, no, I haven't seen that yeah. in a long time. Yeah, no. we're probably gonna see some. I would think so. Yeah, I would think so. People that just can't afford. You know, they charge up their credit cards right. and then it just starts to go into all the shit. Right. You know? Yep. Yep. So um, when you saw the foreclosure business kind of start, like mm-hmm. in 08 and all that, mm-hmm. what, um, like, are you, like, today, I mean, you've been through some cycles. So, like, tell me, like, what your thoughts are on today's market. Is there any similarities or is it totally different? In your mind? Oh, I mean, it's definitely different because everybody was, you know, the ability to repay the loan has been a huge, right. um, you know, focus for the industry as a whole, which yeah. is good. Um, I do think that we are going to see, you know, it just depends on who you talk to. You'll get a different story. Right. Uh, nobody has a crystal ball, like they'll all say. <laughs> I'm going to polish my Right, head. exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, if you just look at statistic, statistically speaking, um, what you're seeing is, I think, uh, a couple of the the articles that I've read recently, I think the uh, the average loan officer closed one loan last month. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. it was way different two months ago, three months ago, even a right. year ago. Right. So you're seeing that trend of where it's probably going. Yeah. Um, you know, I do, you know, with interest rates being higher and yeah. layoffs probably coming, you're, you're probably going to see a little bit of a downturn. Yeah. You know, I know... A lot of real estate agents. I'm a real estate broker and a real estate uh, and a mortgage broker. Right. So um, I don't typically hold myself out ever as a real estate agent, yeah. um, but I do a decent do amount deals, of real yeah. estate. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just I disagree with the realtor or, or the realtor, uh, you know, nation, right, of trying to kind of keep the, you know, call it fear mongering or say that uh, we're not going to have a downturn. I do think we're going to see a 10 to 15 percent downturn. Correction. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I do think San Diego is a little more insulated than most. Yeah. Um, but California as a whole and probably the nation as a whole, I do think we'll probably see something. Especially certain pockets, man, when there's areas that like people just kind of went to to live there because everything else was crazy right. like and it just like kind of got overbuilt you mm-hmm. know and I, I think you know we saw some of the reports on like new homes you know there's mm-hmm. their way down you mm-hmm. know th- that's that's something it's yeah. not just like existing homes new home Absolutely. sales yeah so yeah i mean i i, I agree that it's there's going to be for sure this complete slowdown and halting of like the increases every you know, sure. month over month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, some dips in some, mm-hmm. especially some areas, some areas where there's no inventory, they're probably going to be like, right. Just slow down and not right. really increasing. But this whole um, thought, like I think a lot of millennials, I don't want to mm-hmm. throw anyone under the bus, but people in that kind of camp or haven't bought a home yet. Right. Are hoping for a huge crash. Right. Like, like an 08 type of crash. Right. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Which is yeah. the fundamentals are way different. Like yep. you just said, mm-hmm. ATR ability to repay mm-hmm. is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, it was hard. You had to put money down. Mm-hmm. Most of the homes purchased, I would say, especially in San Diego and Southern California, other hot markets, most of the homes purchased in the last two years have been with minimum 20% down. Right. Probably most of them are mm-hmm. 40, 50% down. Correct. All cash. Yep. So those people aren't going to be as affected. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Because if the most recent deals were all like 98% right. LTV, 97, right. Fannies, 
I could see some underwater people. Right. right. Well, plus you had, you know, the 30 year fix was so low. Yeah. You know, so there was a benefit to go 30 year fixed over a five or a seven year arm. I Absolutely. mean, you do have some arms that are going to adjust, but right. I mean, you have companies like Union Bank. I mean, they've always offered them to fix in at the interest rate. Uh, I think at the market rate plus like 50 bips, yeah. which I mean, you know, in a downturn, they'll opt for that probably. Right. Um, I think you do have, I saw there's something like uh, 400,000 people right now that have exhausted all COVID relief mm -hmm. and are still delinquent. So mm -hmm. you do have a little bit of an inventory there right? that'll have to shake out. It's probably baked in though. I mean, you're always going to have that loss mitigation regardless of what time we're in. Yeah, yeah. But you're not firing up the lost mint no company. No <laughs> way. I will not do low mods again. <laughs> Same thing with you walk away. No, yeah. no, uh, mm -hmm. no. My crystal ball at least is showing me that that's not on a horizon. Definitely. I mean, that was. People you know, have good rates. I mean, where are they going to go, yeah. right? If they have a 30-year fixed at 3%, mm -hmm. that's lower than any rent out there. Right. Right. right? That payment's going to. Yep. And renting sucks. I mean, I have friends that have had to move recently because mm -hmm. they. They just had rent and the landlord's mm -hmm. like, I'm going to sell it or I'm going to mm -hmm. just move into it myself. And they're just oh, going to pack up. And then now they have to move way, you know, further away because right. it's like. It's harder to get back into the the market. Yeah. Once you sell. And I have and a, rents I have are a few friends like that too. Yep. Yeah. A lot less people are selling because they can't move even laterally. Right. Into another state at the same mortgage because it's so much higher. Right. So they're just opting to stay. Yeah. Which so is that, it's not a bad thing unless you have kids on the way, twins on the way or right. something and you got to But it does room. cut down on the inventory. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that might help stabilize the market a little bit if yeah. there's less inventory. But, you know, it's it just depends on how many people decide to try to sell and maximize because if the house does check all the boxes, mm -hmm. it's you still do have three or four offers on that house right, right now. Right. Um, it's the ones that have a little functional obsolescence or something that in the past people would overlook because there's 10 offers on it already. Right. They're like, hmm, what's exactly. this little thing? They just wanted to get in. Now right. a little bit of a little bit of shift, some leverage back to the buyers, which is, you know, refreshing Healthy. to see. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, that's good. What what about you as far as growing your business right now? Any any specific things you're yeah, doing? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm always looking to uh, you know, in a downturn, you know, especially is to focus on where I want to um, try to capture most of my business, kind of luxury real estate, luxury mortgages. There's yep. still all that, the non-QM out there. Yep. Um, we're t I'm talking with a marketing agency to put a little bit more money into um, trying to capture some hard money loans because we do hard money lending as well. Right. Um, you know, those rates, believe it or not, are not much higher than non-QM <laughs> right believe, now. Yeah, so I know. It's, it's, you know, it's you like can, you'd be eight and a half, nine, nine, exactly, nine and a half, maybe. Exactly. I mean, you might it, it'll little, catch up probably, it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I had the, my first hard money guy yesterday or two days ago tell me, uh, I said, hey, I need a, a lower rate. It was He was quoting like a 975. And I said, hey, lower rate, lower risk. You know, what can you do for me? He's like, oh, sorry, rates went up. I'm like, well, <laughs> rates went up. <laughs> but I mean, you know, everybody uses the same thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. They, and they probably see like, yeah, non-chem's inching up to that totally. area. Yep. So, I mean, we've, we've yep. seen rates in the eights and yeah. some deals that are I know. high LTV, lower FICOs. Yeah. yeah. It's, but you know, like we say, the way I see it is this is going to be a great time for people to get people locked, you know, locked into a arm that's in the mm -hmm. seven or eights. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes down, they'll refine again at six and mm -hmm. then refine again at five. And right. you know, they're going to get a bunch of business out of the same borrower right. as this thing, yeah. you know, maxes out and then it kind of cascades down. Exactly. Again, which it always does. Well, I mean, the DSCR program 
and that 40 year, 10 year IO option. I mean, yeah. that thing is just in hindsight, I should have called and told everybody to lock it in, to lock it in because yeah. that product back when your rates were, and the industry rates were somewhere in the high threes, oh my God, low yeah. fours. For a fixed. For a fixed 40-year, 10-year yeah. IO option. Yeah, it was great. Uh, that was, I mean, yeah. But maybe we'll see that again in 10 years or so. <laughs> Remember back in the day when we didn't sell rate, we sold yeah. payment. Mm -hmm. That's Absolutely. how it was. You, yep. you could sell payment and right. you would consolidate debt and you would mm -hmm. look at all what they're paying now. And mm -hmm. it was always way more than the new payment. And right. That was easy to yep. sell. So yeah. I think that'll be the future as far as what LOs are going to have to For do. For sure. Are you yeah. seeing some cash out requests? Cash I have two of those right now with yeah. fund right now yeah. where they're actually consolidating some credit cards and paying off a couple uh, car loans mm -hmm. and actually paying off one of their other houses that they can't refinance, right? Mm -hmm. um, but uh, Putting but yeah. it all into one, one yeah. new mortgage. Two, yeah. two new mortgages. Only. Yeah. Two new interest-only mortgages on investment properties and they're nice. pumped. And lowering, yeah. I think, their overall outgoing payment by like a almost $1,500 a month. That's significant. Yeah, but it's a lot of, you know what I mean? It, I had to explain it to them and right. write it, almost whiteboard it for them, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So that they we can understand it. We used to have forms, it. like when I first got in the mortgage <laughs> business back in the late 90s, we had forms that we would just write down and we'd look at their credit report. Yep. It was like a, it was an Equifax, like actually like a, it wasn't even real paper like back right. then they yeah, like, yeah. come out yeah. the credit report, but we'd list it all and then you know say here's what you're paying now is right. is that right? They'd be like yeah, yeah. that's why I'm using my credit cards exactly. every month can't yep. afford it. Yep. And then you'd have their new payment down here on one simple line and yeah. they'd be like yeah fifteen hundred dollars a month savings. Yeah. And then you and then they'd be like well it's a higher rate and you'd be right. like. <laughs> But what's that rate doing exactly. for you right now? Exactly. <laughs> it's not doing anything for you. And then so, don't, and then you would get to talk about that. You'd say, hold on a second. And you'd crunch the numbers on that. On your first year's tax deduction is going to be this. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. And that's not all. You got right. This. <laughs> I mean, it's, it comes back to sales mm -hmm. versus just order taking with right. interest rates being so low. It was like order taking. Like mm -hmm. you mentioned, it's anyone could have done it. So you're right. You're going to see the... <clears throat> the the strong the strong ones survive, mm -hmm. I think. For and, sure. And the people that watch this podcast, they're gonna, exactly, they're gonna crush yeah. it this year. Mm -hmm. um, what about like the you know with the market uh, super volatile, the Dow mm -hmm. super volatile, the the Treasuries, everything's kind of bouncing around. Mm -hmm. The real estate at all time high. You know, I know you put your money into private all lending. Crypto. All, all crypto. No, crypto crypto's crushed. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm like, well, it might be a good time to buy crypto. Right. But um, yeah. you know, I'm not I'm not giving any any yeah. advice here. But where do you uh think is a smart place to put money? Yeah, I mean hard assets are always uh you know what I mean, a tangible yeah. asset that you can, you know, uh, at the end touch. of the day touch and feel and uh, whether it's in uh, hard money and you're you you have a lien on somebody's house or right. you know you're buying another investment property, it's just hard to and it it was the same thing back in 2007 and eight, right? You had a lot of these people who were who were you know heavy on hedge funds and mm -hmm. the market going back into real estate, and I got a lot of people that were calling me say, hey, let me know if you come across any deals right now because I really want to. I don't trust the market. Sure. So, I want to put it into yeah, an asset. Exactly. The note. same thing that we've heard back in you know 2007 and eight. Right. It's all it's all cyclical. Yeah. So. I mean, as long as rents are they're paying, and right. they're not trashing your house. Which right. These people have to live. You know, people have to live somewhere, so they're gonna and and rent is even compressed, right? Like yeah. as far as like there's not a lot of inventory for exactly. rentals, right? Exactly. They're trying to build. Um, more d density ADUs, mm -hmm. you know, the, this, the counties and the, and the state is like, which San Diego's huge on right. right now, fast tracking it all really that easy. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So like I could see people putting ADUs on their house, yeah. renting those out, mm-hmm. you know, getting cash out to do that, mm-hmm. right? Have yep. you seen any of that? Like, hey, I need cash out to all build ADU. Long. All yeah. day long, yeah. That's smart. I mean, it's, it'd be nice for the construction and material costs to come yeah. down a little bit. Because and for that's them to crazy. be less busy. Yeah, like, I know. I know. I was like, yeah, hey, let's start a construction company because they are like months, if not years out. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I, I, um, I've been hearing that like, yeah, we're two years out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Two yeah, years that's out? Tough. Remember when appraisers were like two months out? Yep. And then today mm-hmm. they're like one day turn times. I know. I think mm-hmm. it'll shift. Yeah. It'll shift as as yeah. as people, you know, oh, I was going to build that pool house. I'm going to hold off mm-hmm. just because I don't know what the market's doing. Right. And right. You just, you know, sit on some. some That'll be refreshing. I mean, I've done, yeah. you know, a handful of flips over the last, you know, 15 years. And where I used to have a lot of subs call me up and say, Hey, do you have any work? And then, you know, the, you know, the one or two flips that I would do recently is I was begging them to come out to my job site and give me a (laughs) quote. And the quote was like crazy. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that again, where they're asking me for work. So we'll see. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you look, I like the way you look at it because it's, it's, um, some people are just all, you know, head in the sand and just sad about everything. Yeah. But I agree. There's a lot of opportunity. Yep in in this type of market mm-hmm. coming up you know mm-hmm. we see it coming and um you know it's just if you if you look at it in that way you're gonna have a you're gonna actually have the opportunities i think mm-hmm. most people who don't have their head in this if they have their head in the sand they're not they're gonna miss the opportunities mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. It's, it's the guys like you and you know whoever are just looking and saying well there's gonna be opportunity out there let's right. let's watch let's right. look let's see yeah. let's keep our eyes open find out where to pivot yeah. what niche is going to become up but no loan mods. No UI no, way. No loan mods. <laughs> Certainly non-QM. I mean, the pro- I yeah. think the issue right now is everyone's sort of like gun shy because the mm-hmm. rates, like the borrowers are a little like hesitant. They think they're just like in shock, right? It's right. that whole like the grief, the shock, the, mm-hmm. you know, the whole like you have to get to that point where like, okay, this is what the new normal is. Rates are seven and a half, whatever they are. I can still borrow money. I can still mm-hmm. get that property. I can still do those improvements, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and just, and just, let that sink in and I feel like it's a little it. different too because there's so much uh, consumer-based information at their fingertips now. Yeah. Right? With uh, home prices or available prices out there or interest rates or everyone's got an opinion on TikTok or Instagram on where And the, a lot of people that are screaming gloom and doom. Right. And like, right. The, the market's going to end. But also the opposite, right? Right. So sometimes you want to find that, take everything with a grain of salt and find out that happy medium and sure. figure out like what their... Uh, you know, basis for that and what right. type of experience they have to say, you know, the things like that. I mean, yeah. I think uh, I heard from my one of my financial advisor friends that I think out of the last five recessions, only two of the last five recessions, you actually had a drop in housing prices. So mm, interesting. that is interesting, right? So it's not necessarily that one is tied to the other. Right. Although I do think we'll see a correction. Mm-hmm. You know, it just depends on, you know, it's definitely not going to be like 2008. Right. Sure. Yeah. That was like forty percent in some markets. Some markets even some more. more. 60, even yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. So and and, and the markets that usually get hit the hardest, right, are the you know the one bedroom studio that is selling for like nine hundred thousand mm-hmm. right now. I mean that's going to drop. You right. know the places like, from a California perspective, the places like you know Sacramento or you know what I mean other little little areas that aren't I mean San Diego is always going to have the lower you know what I mean the international sure, money international the cash. money yeah, yeah. so yeah but. places where people can work remote elsewhere mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
and they don't need to be in the you know right. hot weather or whatever right. they're they're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna take a hit for sure. And you are, I mean, in San Diego, you are you do have uh, the one hot topic that's going on right now is the vacation rentals, yeah. right? Because you just have uh, they just passed the city that they're gonna do a lottery. So really, yeah. So you have to be in good standing. You have to have been paying your TOT tax on time, mm-hmm. and you have to, you can only have, don't quote me on this, uh, I believe you can only be an owner of one vacation rental in San Diego. Really? And, the, and they're so going to give it um, like licenses? Life, so you're going to have to pay to get an additional permit, right? Mm-hmm. And they're going to limit the amount of permits that they give out. Interesting. So, um, and that's going to... There are a lot of people out there that did, you know, back, you know, 15 years ago where it made sense to kind of buy, you know, three or four homes and then vacation rent them. And yeah, because they're making a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. So those investors are going to get hurt and they they might have already or they're probably going to either offload them or I mean, shoot, you can turn them into long term. Yeah. Rentals now, which so that rent is high. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Or do you think they can go to month to month at that point? Is or is it still? Yeah, you could definitely go month to month. Yeah, yeah. People get around stuff. Yeah, yeah there's always little <laughs> you know loopholes to get around everything. So. so, are you hiring right now? Are you, you guys trying to grow your mortgage business? Uh, I mean, you know, I'm always hiring. Yeah, right. The right it, just the right people. Right. You know, somebody or people with grit and they know how to um, self motivate. I'm not yep. into micromanaging or anything. You like want a that. helicopter? Exactly. Manage exactly. people. Exactly. Exactly. Do you think so, it's a good time though to get in the mortgage biz? I think it's a great time. Yeah. I think if you can if get you in now, if you have grit and you have, yeah, if motivation. you can get in now, right, and right. you could figure out, I think it's a hard time for the people that got in ten years ago, and it's been really easy sledding, yeah. right, because right. now you're going to have to reinvent yourself, and it's you've never had to do that, right. Um, but if you can get in now, and I tell that to a lot of people, if they have kind of an, you know, a part time job, and they can kind of dip into uh, the mortgage business and kind of learn the ropes mm-hmm. in a downturn market, right, you know, that's. You know, It'll be a lot easier when yeah, you're going down. Yeah. yeah, when it when it when it flips or when it transitions, it'll be really easy for you. Yeah, so. that's good. What about um? What do you like about non-QM? Oh, non-QM. I mean, it's just the you know, especially the DSCR. You know, I'm a big proponent of that. You know, you're mm-hmm. taking the you're you're more or less taking the value and the characteristics of the property and yep. or the income of the property and leveraging that as mm-hmm. opposed to the homeowner. I mean, obviously the homeowner has to have, you know, a relatively decent FICO score. Sure. And um, you know, nothing going against the homeowner. Um, but you know, you can you can kind of get through a lot of the um I guess the the minutiae that you mm-hmm. have to deal with on the other side. Yeah, so. they're less complicated as far yeah. as documentation mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's either yeah they have rent or they don't right you know they have the right rent mm-hmm. role i mean and we have no uh no ratio product which mm-hmm. what do you do those two we or, do. i mean most yeah. most of the mm-hmm. time they're probably going to debt service because mm-hmm. of the rent is right. so high but right you know the no ratios also just work when it's like you mm-hmm. don't you can't ha- you don't have the history of the rent or right. something like that right? yeah mm-hmm. do you ever do any bank statement loans yeah mm-hmm. absolutely like Love them. Yeah. I mean, I loved them a lot more six months ago. <laughs> when, when they were threes. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. When the, the bank statement loans were close to, if not even better, than some of the other programs out there that were full doc. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty cool. It was really yeah. cool. Yeah. The good old days. I know. We'll be I talking know. about that for, for years, I'm right. sure. Yeah. What do you dislike about non-QM? 
Uh, I think sometimes when the underwriting overlays become a little bit too much like qualified mortgages, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, some of them like, hey, man, this is non-QM. Can we make, can we, can we, can we get around this? I mean, let's right. go. But I get it. I mean, everything's an investor-based decision. So yeah. especially now, I do see a lot of the credit um, tightening up a little bit. And we'll probably see yeah, that. Yeah, there's the next a little more months. scrutiny, yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's funny because I thought it was pretty tight anyway, mm-hmm. especially if you come from, you know, to your point of like getting in the business when it was tough. Right. Where, you know, it was it was really too easy back in right. the day. Right. And now it's like a lot different. Mm-hmm. Trid and other Trid, Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Trid, ATR, all those things. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's definitely changed in a tighter way, which, which tells me fundamentally we're going to be fine with for, right. you know, foreclosure exactly. issues and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's not as easy. And so to tighten even more is just right. like, okay, yeah. we can, we can, we can go through this, you know, sure. we, why not? Let's tighten a little bit. And then the, you know, the performance of non-Kim has been great. Mm-hmm. Like everyone, especially cause a lot of it's lower LTV than right. the higher LTV Fannie Govey mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have people that are going to not going to foreclose, sure. you know? Sure. And, and I think yep. that's why, I like non-QM so much more right? is because, you know, we're in the jumbo space and, you know, you probably do mostly jumbo non-QM. They're not going to walk away from that equity mm-hmm. you know, or, or even just the skin in the game that they put in. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you remember products like the 125, mm-hmm. the Siva, CISA, mm-hmm. the Neg Am. Mm-hmm. Like what products do you wish would come back? Wow. Um, There's probably others I missed, but I mean, yeah, uh, man, definitely not the Negam. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, I've heard it's coming back. Did you really? Yeah. I can't say who, but not us. Wow. (laughs) Wow. I'm, I'm curious to see if they maybe, if it, if it evolves to not have such an, uh, a negative component to it. The Negam. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, a Heckam, or like uh uh-huh. let's let's not give negams to you know normal investors but let's let's right. give them to the old people right right that's mm-hmm. kind of what they've done right and then reverse mortgages right, right. To, for older people yeah. mm-hmm. which is like those are the, the vulnerable ones right, right. to lose their home mm-hmm. or whatever you know and, and they're not working mm-hmm. so but um i think it's more like a home equity line type mm-hmm. thing where you draw on your equity and you have to right. have a ton of equity so it's right i think as long as there's like and and the way that they do with the old people they have mm-hmm. you have to sit down and you have to have like in, you know what is it called education about it right and you have to check a thousand boxes right. to do one of those loans yeah. i mean i could see you know this is america right it's right. still yeah. still for a while yeah uh <laughs> you should have the idea you know like I, yeah i want to borrow on my equity sure. to pay my payments like if yeah you're an investor I, no some, i could see it uh, to kind of like just uh, not give it to piggyback random. on top of especially people that have good interest rates on their first mortgages right an opportunity for them to tap into their equity sure yeah that'd be great uh, it, but I mean, it's a slippery slope it for is. sure. Yeah. But I think like with all the, the, the restrictions and, uh, the guidelines out there, I think that it'll, it'll probably be, you know, a bit different than a absolutely imploding loan that nobody knows they're getting into. Right. right? And I mean, they, what do they have? Like 105%, I forget what they were like 105, 115%. Caps. Until it recap. Yeah, it until it would recast and they take yeah. away the minimum payment right. option. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so you said what you didn't want, but like, which what, was fine. Yeah. Which, hold on, but that was fine until we started getting into it. Negative equity. Exactly. Yeah. Like when you saw a 30% drop in the equity yeah. in most people's houses, that's what I, I think it was. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I, I, I think those see that. performed really well yeah, in the crash. It, you would know better than I would, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember hearing that those loans performed shockingly uh-huh. well because the rates dropped. Huh. And so what happened was they didn't end up hitting those caps because the right. interest rates dropped so low right. during the 9, 2009, 2010. Right, okay. And mm. the, the thought was that those were all going to implode, but the mm-hmm. ones that imploded were the 228s. Right, yeah. And they were 100% financing. Yep. With a five-year prepay or three, yeah. whatever those those yeah, that, brutal. That yeah. was that was. We won't talk about that. That's yeah. Kind of <laughs> um, but you know, like, I don't know. I'm sure cash out seconds. You know, yeah. going to be big mm-hmm. in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, any other... any cash out seconds coming from fund loans anytime soon? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe. All right. Okay. Certainly right. trying. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great kind of niche or a pivot point for yeah. a lot of lenders because there's going to be a ton of people that don't want to touch that two and a half or two seven five thirty or fix they have yeah. but they still have a ton of equity there's so. 10 trillion dollars in equity over over 10 trillion wow in the u.s yeah. just mm-hmm. tap just just locked up they can't right. get, people can't get to it and they don't right. want to get they want to get to it but they can't give up their low rate to get right. to it exactly so i mean mm-hmm. i'm sure there'll be like second you know a bunch of second hard money stuff right right i mean there already is yeah yeah especially if someone has like 40 ltv you're gonna be like 100 sure i'll give you you know 100 grand second but the rates still suck even though they're interest only they're still going to be because it's a second trustee that's going to be 12 percent exactly yeah Yeah. to between 10 and 12 yeah yeah so that gives us an opportunity hopefully we'll get there Mm -hmm. we're trying for sure um Mm -hmm. to, to get there um we already talked about your private lending but um yeah you said that rates are going up on that and then Mm -hmm. But have you seen like an uptick in people asking for private loans? A lot. A lot. Yeah. Especially just over the last three or four weeks. I mean, you're seeing, we kind of saw a little bit of an uptick two months ago where people were getting beat out by cash constantly. Mm -hmm. So we have a program that you're able to, uh, you know, get a cash offer approved with no loan contingencies. That's good. On that. And it's basically a hard money loan. Right, and they're waiving the loan contingency, so you're able to compete with the cash, and then mm-hmm. you can just refinance it right away. Interesting. Yeah, it's going to be expensive. Yeah, you know, but but it's only a couple months that they'll have exactly. It the and most. a lot of these people are just looking to somehow secure property and compete with the people with cash. Yeah. So interesting. Mm-hmm. And then they're turning around getting a ADLTV. Or exactly. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. But lately, we've seen a lot. We've actually, I've actually had a couple of people calling saying they got like a bank statement loan denied last minute, or I'm getting other loan officers calling me for the hard money saying, Hey, my client just got denied. He removed all loan contingencies. That's not a way to do it, but I'll <laughs> right, see what right. I can do to help. Right. So we are seeing kind of uh, an increase in, you know, the private money requests just over the last few weeks. So. And how does that work with owner ock like you can't really do it right you can't business purpose well okay so you actually can if you run them through a qualification process of the ability to repay the loan it's a full trid application wow yeah and so you can still give them a high rate and all that yeah but it's capped yeah right Right, so um but i broke route to a hard money lender who's been doing uh owner ock hard money forever Okay. And he's never know shut it, they... it with it. And he knows it like the back of his hand. Nice. I met this guy when he was foreclosing on one of my loan mod clients. And <laughs> him and I went toe to toe. And I was like, oh, I, I like the way you work. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know what I mean? And he ended up, you know, being very fair with my client. And, um, but he's good at what he does. So I, I kind of back myself, use those guys as a backstop when I broker to people who are been in the industry for a long time. Because you're seeing a lot of people who are in hard money right now. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of people just at the investor level, right? And they've invested in hard money. They've never been tested, right? Yeah. And they've never had the way the notes were written up tested. They've never had to foreclose on anybody. Mm -hmm. And that might, not to say that we're going to see a lot of it, but you might see some defaults or more than you've seen in the past sure. 10 to 15 years where you're going to get people challenging the note. Yep. challenging you know the predatory lending laws mm -hmm. and stuff like that so you want to make sure that when you are doing hard money lending you're doing it with somebody or you know all the little intricacies of where you could get you know stumped on yeah so, that's true yeah yeah and you're gonna see some downward trend on like income so like mm -hmm. what we're dealing with a little bit is some, you know, self-employed people who've, you know, been making a ton of money in 2021, but then the last 12 months just right. ratchets down, you know, each yeah. month. And then so mm -hmm. you're like, well, when is that going to stop going down? And, and that's hard to deal with because mm -hmm. they're stressing about their income tightening up. Right. And then you can't really qualify someone with the downwards, you know, trend. Right. Yeah. That's going to be you're tough. Like, you're like, How, when does it stop? Does it go to zero? Right. <laughs> Are they going to make some money? You know, when is so yeah, that's a, that's a little bit of a challenge. I think because we deal with a lot of self-employed people, mm -hmm. they're gonna we're gonna have that kind of problem going forward right. in the next yeah. next six months. I think you're gonna see bigger companies too with the layoffs. Mm -hmm. I mean, you saw Redfin laid off. Like you know, I think Redfin is part of Compass, I believe. Are they? Yeah, and they just laid off I think 15% of their workforce. Wow. So, I mean, you're going to see kind of the, I don't think you're going to have like back in 2007, eight, you had like an implodometer. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Where it we used to like watch that every day. Every, We're like, every day. Oh, every day um, you'd see new, and new Century Mortgage went down. Right. <laughs> so, um, I don't think it's going to be that bad, but yeah. I do, you know, and, you know, your heart always goes out to anybody who loses their oh, job. And, yeah, it sucks. You know, they're going to have to, they're going to have to pivot and figure out what they're going to be able to do. Mm -hmm. um, but that is going to see a ripple effect for sure. And yeah. financing, but absolutely, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, what inspires you right now? What inspires me? Oh man, you get up in the morning, you know, do you surf? What do you, like, what do you do? Oh, uh, yeah, I surf. I try to surf three or four times uh, a week nice. for sure. Um, lately, the newest thing uh, that I'm doing is playing a lot of pickleball. Really, I said that. This, pickleball. Is, yeah, yeah. this is a trend. This is a trend. And so um, my wife and I have done a couple of tournaments and we're like all pumped up on it. And it's, it's kind of... Yeah, Do you wear the wristbands and like the headband? No headband yet. <laughs> that's coming soon. Yeah. yeah. So, but no, that's just kind of an outlet for us. It's, sure. you know, it's... Um, I'm a very competitive uh, person and so mm -hmm. is my wife. And um, we get into some pretty good uh, heated battles. And as long as we're still getting along and, you know... It's, it's fun, but yeah, that, uh, but besides that, from a business standpoint, um, you know, it's the market's changing so much. And the thing for me is to constantly put myself in an uncomfortable situation so that I can grow and learn and evolve Nice. right now. There's going to be a lot of people in very uncomfortable situations because income is dropping. Um, but, uh, it's, it's a challenge for me when it gets really easy. I get, you know, kind of complacent mm -hmm. right and mm -hmm. it gets uh you know i start looking for other things to uh fill that void but right now it's challenging we're looking from you know from where we're at we're uh, like i said we're excited we're ready we're, we're we're waiting for a little bit of a pivot a change to come mm -hmm. so we can figure out where to carve out that niche and kind of make um you know make a name for ourselves that's cool so, yeah. yeah 
definitely I agree with you on the comfortable thing and like mm-hmm. when you when you challenge yourself and mm-hmm. you know you grow mm-hmm. you know otherwise you just it's kind of like why like older people when they retire they kind of as gardening and yeah they just it's they it's kind of like diminish they kind of I don't know the word dwindle away whatever it is like well they, I mean your brain is a muscle yeah right well you gotta use it, it might not technically be a muscle <laughs> but it's like a muscle it's right like a muscle yeah yeah and so if you're not using it or I mean, even stress, right? There's, right. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a level of stress that's probably unhealthy. Mm-hmm. But if you're not kind of challenged or stressed mm-hmm. daily, and you're, you're kind of just, you know, not out of your comfort zone. Sure. I think it's kind of hard for you to be successful. You know, yeah. that's why I'm, I'm a big proponent of the sauna for yeah. almost 30 minutes every day, and I, freaking I do that feel too. like I'm gonna die in there sometimes. Or hot yoga. You know, I do that two or three times a week, mm-hmm. and. That challenges is, you, yeah. I mean, there's times where I don't think I'm going to be able to make it through class, but after that class, I feel like a freaking asteroid could hit my car <laughs> and blow it up into a million pieces. I'd be okay. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, it's that, um, perspective that you can kind of change a little bit by challengers uh, challenging yourself and making you put yourself into a position where you're a little bit more thankful for what you do have. Yeah. But, that's good. Yeah. So you've been successful. Mm-hmm. What, uh, who would you shout out to for your six, you know, any help along the way, any mentors, any, anybody? I mean, I've had a lot of people who I've learned from yeah. and I've, uh, grown with and, um, I've had, I think three or four different, uh, um, uh, business partners mm-hmm. who I'm still friends with now. Yeah. Um, and you know how you go, as you go through your, uh, you're growing and mm-hmm. expanding and contracting, you know, you meet people along the way and you learn from them. So I wouldn't say one person, you know, specifically, but just a lot of people who I've, who I've met with and I continue to meet with and I continue to put myself out there and, yeah. um, always being, I think the number one thing for me is to always be open to learning and maybe changing my opinion a little bit. Um, where one, one moment I may think, uh, or feel a certain way about a you know a a certain industry or a product out there, it, it could change, and I could kind of pivot and and go in a different direction. Sure, so, always learning, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. What about um, uh, any any podcast you're listening to or reading any books, anything that that's um, kind of like yeah, culture? I I, I kind of always try to uh, listen to. I do a lot of I do more audio books and actually mm-hmm. read just because mm-hmm. I can freaking multitask right yeah yeah. (laughs) sometimes i'll have to rewind and be like okay that sounded good and i didn't really listen to everything so (laughs) let me go back and listen to that again um but but there's like uh the you know some staples that i try to probably do once a year is like uh how to win friends and influence people is a good good one one, that i that that it's always good to refresh uh the four agreements it keeps me grounded um that's a really good one it's a really short read four Uh, agreements the four agreements yeah um it's really good uh, and then just, you know, the, uh, I think there's, uh, uh, the dichotomy of leadership by Jocko. That's mm-hmm. a good one that, uh, He's a beast. he is guy, a man. beast, man. That guy up at 4am every morning. So <laughs> yeah, I see his, uh, I follow him on Instagram. I see yeah. his like little watch or whatever. Right. It's 430. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Get your workout in early. Yeah, and- exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, Let's see. David Goggins has a book out that I read uh, or I listened to that was really, really good. I forget the name of it, but yeah, he's good. Yeah, anybody. I mean, I, I will, you know, always try to at least once a month kind of listen to something that challenges me or opens my expands my horizons a little bit. That's cool, man. Yeah. 
Well, um, wrapping up, I just wanted to ask, you know, if, if anyone wants to get a hold of you, whether for private money loans or, you know, real estate, you know, anything like that, how would they find you? Yeah, you can, uh, the warlandgroup.com. Okay. And that's W-O-R land. Cool. Um, and then, uh, yeah, but besides that, I mean, we're just out here trying to figure out what's next. Yep. So. That's always the big challenge, right? Yeah. The biggest challenge mm -hmm. next, what's coming, what's next. Cool. Well, thanks for being on the show. Absolutely. Thanks, thanks everybody for, for listening. Me. And please like, share, subscribe. Tell us what you want to hear on these podcasts. We're here for you guys and help your business grow. So thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And we'll see you on the next one. The Million Dollar Mortgage Experience Podcast.